following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And here we are now, Adventures from the Shed online, coming to you because you are listening and for no other reason. So we're going to get back into our Dungeon World adventure. Uh, I think we're going to continue to call this Smoky Top. I'm going to put that in the name of the episodes as we move forward. And I'll let Randy do a little air drum there. We have with us tonight our full Adventures from the Shed cast, and we're going to go around and say hi based on the order I see on the screen. So, Eli, you better stop chewing soon. Uh, Zeb, you go first. Hey, I'm Zeb. I'm playing Duke, the uh, the thief. I'm a, I'm a rascal. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> He's a rascal. Uh, hello, everybody. It's Eli here. Hi, Eli. Uh, welcome back, Eli. <laughs> Thank you. I feel welcome. Uh, I'm playing Jay's, the human fighter. He's a soft boy, and he will remain so. And if one of you hurts him, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's, the meek and mild. Speaking hey. of people who hurt easily, <laughs> I'm doing this party pot, Becca. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an elf wizard. And uh, has anyone seen uh, the Potter? Potter? No? Potter. 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 Hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Manfred Blackwell. Paladin. The Paladin. Nice. I am Joe. I am the game master for this game. We are going to talk about what we did in our first session by way of recap. And that's going to be done by, by, by Randy. <laughs> All right. So we take you to a typical inn or bar or, you know, your typical scenario. And uh, I see three crimson, uh, well, robes gathered at a table, and I recognize him, and it's uh, Fred. He is a one of the Crimson Order, and uh, apparently I was not supposed to be, my character was not supposed to be invited to this uh, little meeting, but one of them invited my character anyway, and uh, Manfred got the information out. Turns out that there is a necromancer named Thomas that used to be part of the Crimson Order that is now trying to control a volcano, and he's also killed and slaughtered a uh, village of uh, goblins, and they are now his army. So we decide the next morning to journey up to the volcano. It took a day to go and travel that far to get to the base of the village. Saw that the goblins and uh, empty bodies, just clothes of the Crimson Order that showed up over there, even though they weren't supposed to be there, <laughs> uh, were drained of all their blood and, uh, or I guess burned to a crisp minus the robes if you're the Crimson Order. And it turns out that it was this... Uh, this machine that was flying in the air, just a big ball with a blade on it. So Manfred did his work, and then uh, uh, Patty finished it off with a nice big blast. And then we went to a house and found a living noodle. The living noodle, the pool noodle familiar. And then we uh, turned around to head towards the mountain and got attacked by the end of the episode. The only thing I would add to that is when you mentioned Thomas, it's important to notice that he was a previous head of the Crimson Order, not just part of it, because it emphasizes that he is powerful. Sure. Because those wusses you met in the bar don't even want to go tackle him, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just important to know that he is he's a the head, he was the head dude. Um so from there, one of the other things that we had seen right at the end was when you got to 
uh, village central in the um, goblin tribal village, you did see a statue that seemed to be completely unblemished of a goblin hero and translating from goblin to common from the, um, the inscription on it essentially was he beat up everybody. He's our leader now. So it was like the first goblin chieftain. Uh, that's his statue. Hmm. Um, that's what it symbolizes. So after you, um, saw that and figured the uh, pool noodle familiar thing out uh that that thing is going to hang out with uh pat for now so it's gonna hang out with the uh the magic dude in this case our wizard uh but as you continue approaching um and, and randy i, I kind of leave it up to you i know randy was just stepping away for a moment so i'm not going to tell him what i'm leaving up to him right now but um He'll, he'll be able to decide a lot of the stuff with the familiar. Anyway, the rest of you, uh, approaching the volcano, right before you reach the entrance to the volcano, you actually find one of the goblin buildings still intact. And this is one of the buildings that has uh, like a wooden structure with animal skins draped across the uh, wooden frame. Uh, you cannot see inside. It's all closed up, but it is completely intact. So this would be uh, Duke and Manfred at this time. Maybe Pat's playing around with his noodle. He's <laughs> <laughs> playing with your dinghy. He's um, a little distracted, perhaps. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll, I'll you know, put my hand up. Ho the building! <laughs> what? Are there any windows to this building? No. Nope. I mean, that, yes, but they are windows that have the animal skin draped over them now. So everything is closed up, so to speak. Even the doorway isn't a door. It's just an animal skin that needs to be moved aside to enter. Who's out there? I can't Come reach on. the door. You can't reach. All right, we're coming in. All right, we bust the door down. If there was one, the curtain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you push the curtains aside, Duke, and I'll I'll, I'll run in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, when you open it, you see Eli. Go ahead and let's let's talk a little bit about your character. So describe what they see, and for that matter, like you had said, I think it was Pat's character that you had had a, a bond with. Was it, or was it Randy's, uh, or was it Zeb's? I can't remember. Uh, I had, uh, I had one for. Manfred and one for Duke. Okay, so we we're establishing Chris, just so you know, because you, you weren't on there right before we started. Yeah. Uh, but Eli's character does know you, a couple of you guys, so oh. you're going to recognize him when this happens. Perfect, because I was going to use a, another bond for Eli's character too. Cool. Uh, so yeah, Duke, go, sorry, sorry for the interruption, Eli. But yeah, go no, ahead and it's it's your all good. That's the the perfect time to to uh, to put that in because Duke probably wouldn't recognize Jay's. So uh, just because would, of the oh, nature, he's the pie yeah, just because of the nature okay. of the bond. But <laughs> Manfred would know Jay's, uh, cool. would recognize him, uh, because <laughs> Jay's one of Jay's singular goals in life is to make Manfred not be so managed. He's, he's no mean. boss, so bossy. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the fighter bond in the Dungeon World character sheet is. So and so is soft, but I will make them hard like me. Mm -hmm. So I've swapped it. Manfred yep. is hard, so I will make him soft like me. <laughs> you need him to be a little more compassionate, is what you're saying. <laughs> He's just come on, man. I don't know Why are you be so, <laughs> yeah. so uh <laughs> Chris, do you want to share the bond you had? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is, this is gonna make sense, but I like it. It might even be better now because you're a soft boy. 
<laughs> Jay's is a brave soul. I have much to learn from him. Ah. I am still a fighter. That's what I mean. He does still kick uh, ass. He just apologizes like... when he's done. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. sorry for yeah, the loss. Sorry. He's like, kill somebody. Sorry. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Here's your so, arm back if you want it. Uh, in, in this room, sparsely furnished, uh, with both arms tied around what looks to have at one point been a perhaps a table. <laughs> uh, a man with eager eyes, uh, shorn hair, tanned skin, and a leaf body. It looks up at you. Are you guys? Wait, Manfred? Oh, no. Jay, is that you? <laughs> um, <sighs> I, you guys know each other? Uh, um, Did you lose yeah. a bet? Are you uh, trying to hang out with the, the goblin farmer's daughter or something? Ooh, I like that approach. <laughs> That was one time. Well, you know. You want to cut him out of there, Duke? Yeah. Uh, I, I, use, uh, I use throwing knives to, to, to cut him out. Just Does Jay look injured to me? Does he look injured? Or, like, or does he look, you know, besides um, being tied up, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's in completely normal shape. Like, um, like somebody put him aside and forgot about him yeah, instead yeah. of, like, you know, tortured and beat him. You dropped this. Thank you. Giving him back the throwing knife. What are you doing out this way, Jay? Um, a, a bunch of oh. guys in, in red robes. They they came to talk to me. They they said that I needed to help them. Apparently, some guy was making an army, and, and they and I they didn't tell me a lot, but they told me I could do it, and it was nice to have someone believing in me. Yes, it turns out they're liars. They told me they weren't going to be there at all. Well, Jay's, you're a brave soul. And I can I can learn a lot from you. Can't believe you came out here by yourself, but I can learn a lot. From I mean, if someone thinks I can do it, then I should, right? Yeah, I agree. You can do it, definitely. Okay, where's my steak? Looking around the room, moving furniture, uh, moving a <laughs> too big couch for goblins. Like it's just a little too long. Just here it is. I'll pull out a uh, massive flail. The haft is the length of a polearm and the head is the, the size of a human head. Oh man. That's there it man. is. Where's my shield? <laughs> Hold on. Shield? It's if inside the flail. <laughs> <laughs> Just open up a compartment. So yeah. Little <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, I feel like myself again. Cool. I didn't. Uh, I didn't so see I'm, any necromancer. I'm curious, <laughs> Eli, how you want to, if you're wanting to, or how you're going to describe having been captured. Like, who did it? I. No one's asked him. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, what are you doing up these ways? Yeah, what are you doing? Up here? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. The 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 guys in the robes. They told me to come up here. They, well, then they said it'd be great. Up, how'd you end up in this predicament? <laughs> Um, well, I saw a really cool looking statue and I was admiring the craftsmanship because, you know, you don't get a lot of stuff like that from goblins. And then I turned around to keep on going into the volcano and I slipped on a rock. <laughs> I bumped my head pretty hard. Everything's a blur after that, but I think, I 
think a person or maybe a noodle <laughs> something something dragged me away and and tied me up and then they were mean and they hid my stuff hey pot come in here are you talking about noodle. Pot. Are you talking about this thing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God's name is that? <laughs> so, Randy, um, Randy, just for your reference on how you can play along with this, the um, the pool noodle familiar has taken a liking to you, and think of it as a kitten that is like on your shirt that you've got to pull the claws out of your fabric just to be able to show it to somebody else kind of thing. It's a clingy little animal thingy now. Out this thing right here. <laughs> Maybe. Get it off and I put it on my shoulder. Good. It just, just kind of curls up, forms itself into like a donut shape and just sits on your shoulder. You're bringing that thing with us? It attacked me. I'm pretty sure it attacked me too. It was your ankle. Was trying to bond with you, but um, it I, did not work so well. I guess it was trying to bondage with you. <laughs> well, well, as long as it, it stays how to tie far away. Knot. Look, leave a little snake. Well, it's not quite a snake. Um, Snape alone. <laughs> okay. It it, I, it good Snape. Oh, well, it's got a name Snape. now. <laughs> how how long have we been how long have we been traveling? It's been what a day. We're gonna call a day and a half from the time that you first learned about what was going on. Okay, because my character is starving. So hungry. it's very possible, and you should have. Oh, are some you rations. hungry? Here, I packed extra. Yeah, I got extra rations too. Press the digit. No, no. Uh, invis. No, no. Okay, just hit, give take him rations here. Well, Eat your food. I, I actually uh, before before we guys started hanging out, I actually swiped this, and I pull out a beautiful pecan pie. That's you been in your share? pocket this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Where, well, you uh, can smell it. <laughs> say, would you wouldn't have bought that from Nottingham's, would you? Uh, yeah. Boss. He yeah, bought it. Yes. We have the best pecan pie. He's in the he's whole spooky top region. About three days ago, uh, two hours past noon. <laughs> And I put my finger in it, just like total disregard to like everybody else's hygiene standards. I put my finger in it. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cold. Probably three days. I see. <laughs> I see. All right, yeah. then. You guys want some or what? No, I'll pass. <laughs> I think I'll pass. <laughs> More for me, I, then, I guess. You know, Eli, and I, I've got to make the bad joke now because I thought you were going to. When you were asking him when he bought the pie, I thought you were going to ask if it was like at 314, <laughs> 1592. Right? <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. But when you were going with the time, I really thought you were going at 314. But well, yeah. 314 in 15 seconds. Yeah. What I don't know, Joe, is that I bought it on March 14th. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pie day. So, um, what, what we'll do. You know, you guys maybe do a little reminiscing, um, and this is where you, if you want, um, think of more ways that your characters might have some backstory. Uh, Y'all, the, the, the three that played last week, so Chris, Zeb, Randy, your characters 
so the paladin, the thief, the wizard know about the fighter, right? In general, you know, the, the fighter exists. And oh, in this case, if you haven't the already fighter. met the fighter, this is the fighter. Jay's is the fighter. Manfred has, um, you know, Duke just happened to steal the dessert he wanted um, <laughs> without really stealing it. He was just there first. Yeah. But wrongly, I bought it. I bought it with stolen money. There, even better. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, a crime. Maybe the pie so, should not have cost five digits. <laughs> <laughs> Any anything else you guys want to just explore, create as you go? We'll just make notes of it. Um, I'll just push the party more towards the volcano at this point, as far as the story goes. So you'll approach now. The other thing to note is again the hut that um, Jay's was in was untarnished not, not a cut not a scratch not burned nothing um it looks like they avoided that maybe because it, there wasn't a goblin in it because all the goblins and the crimson order people were just you know completely wiped out and the crimson order was you, you found the robes left but it was just dust aside from the robes so they had just been completely wiped out like the goblins but apparently they didn't want this guy, right? It, it, it wasn't part of it. So even the building he was in was left oh, unblemished, I'm, like a sore thumb just sticking out there where everything else is really wiped out. I guess I'm not good enough for them. That's horrible. Isn't the story it? of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, show them. <laughs> just maybe a couple hundred yards from there, the buildings start to get fewer and fewer, um, or at least the remnants of them get fewer and fewer. And what you have, since it's right next to the volcano and the ground is nice and warm and it's, it's very fertile ground, there are actually still some crops that the goblins were growing. Kind of some rudimentary, like maybe some turnips and carrots and what have you, maybe some potatoes, that kind of thing. Um, and they're still in decent shape. It looked like they wiped out the, the humanoid stuff, but the plant life was spared. Um, and that's what you see as you're approaching... Um, an opening on the side of the volcano. What are you, what are y'all doing? Like chat wise, catching up wise character stuff. Well, I'm definitely grabbing a carrot out of the ground. Mm. Taking a chewing on that as we walk. And they're not in. bad. Yeah. No, they might not be growing the best stuff, but maybe that's because goblins don't have the greatest sense of taste. Maybe. <laughs> possible. I'm what eating the pie alone. While we're walking, <laughs> what, what, what was the name of that um, place you worked again? Nottingham's. Nottingham's. That's that's where they make the pies. Is that it's the place? Is that the place that bought the cheap pecans from my college, <laughs> where they grew them with magic from pig urine? <laughs> oh God! And, and like I'm just completely ignoring you. I'm just eating it. Still, I just don't care. <laughs> No, like I thought I'd like pig urine, but here we are. <laughs> Magic's weird. I don't like it. It sure is. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> as you um as you get closer to the entrance of the volcano, uh Pat, the the familiar snape kind of quivers like a little bit like a kind of a shaking on your shoulder. It's staying in donut form, but you can see the eyes have moved to look towards the volcano. That is unsettling. It's really, it's something that you learn as you go, but it, it like, it seems to present eyes so that other people know where it's looking. So I, as soon as we see it, I'm hiding behind Jace because he's way bigger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's he's um, a he, thin feller though. Yeah, well, he's still bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds about right to me. And you don't want anyone uh, hurting your pie for sure. No, I'm still. Yeah, I'd be behind. You, yeah. behind. Will you please stop? <laughs> You're giving me anxiety being right behind me. Like, I can't see you back there. I got to finish this before before we do anything else. <laughs> So maybe we got okay, pie fine. eating. Yeah, we got pie eating, and we got uh, you know uh, the come to life donut on uh, Pat's shoulder. What's Manfred up to? I'm uh, just eating this carrot and uh, kind of eyeing the end until you get you know entryway off in the distance. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine this like motley crew of like three other people that are like you know one's super nervous, one's like has no manners at all. <laughs> And uh, one's fighting his pool noodle, and you're you're looking out to the to the meadow. It's so serene, and you're eating your carrot, thinking about the truth. It's an interesting spot where you are because of the plants and, and the the um, the farm area. Essentially, that's there. There's some bright greens and some bright colors, uh, where the rest of the spot is, like I said, just been wiped out. And then you guys are walking through. So yeah, there's kind of a serene feeling um, as you approach the entrance. So Manfred, you said you were keeping an eye on that um as it just as it gets bigger than you know that the size of a penny in the distance and you, you start seeing it larger again it's only what i say a couple hundred yards from where you even found jay so it's not too far but um you do see right at the entrance you're positive uh, no rolls or anything you're positive those are some zombie goblins standing at the entrance holding like sharpened sticks not you wouldn't even call them goblin spears they're even more rudimentary than a goblin spear how many do we see uh, you see two there could be something else behind because it gets dark really fast the okay. sun sets on um well hold on the sun sets on this side because they're on the west side uh so with the shadows coming from behind you and forward it's harder to to make out some things yes. uh, but it is really dark right inside the entrance you see two Zombie goblins standing outside the entrance with sharpened sticks. You guys see what I'm seeing? Those aren't normal goblins over there. No, probably part of the undead army. Oh, I'm sure of it. So, wizards, do they have spell slots or do I just use a spell till it pretty much stops working with a bad roll? Yes to both. You're using your spell slot until you can't use it anymore. Okay. Yeah. It it is a slot insofar as you could just forget it which yep. means it goes away, but it isn't used just because you used it. It's it's used if you fail or choose to use it. Okay. It's like chewing gum. It's not gone until you throw it away. Or yeah, it. I was still uncertain about that. Or so. spit it in someone else's hair and run away. Yeah. I've never done that. I just heard. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Sounds I'm like somebody did that. Spitting on people. Be a gentleman. Take it out of your mouth with your hand and place it there. Well, I <laughs> did that too, but I didn't know we were going there. Um <laughs> so what 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 would you want to do with that let's discern realities well does anybody have ranged weapons here is it all close close up well no technically everyone does because when you think about magic well i was just gonna say when you think about it from the dungeon world perspective you're gonna do your damage based on what the damage is for your character so if you throw a rock from here you're gonna do the same amount of damage as if you hit him with a sword yeah but i can't throw a rock like a couple hundred yards no, but right now you're probably about 50 yards away. You're close enough to actually see what's going on down there. Oh, you want to see if I can make a big bang again? <laughs> yeah. Can let's I let's give it a shot. Magic missile. Fire. Fire. 
May I so, use a magic so missile? Nonchalant yeah. magic missile. Fire. <laughs> right. Kick its ass. Uh, <laughs> go magic missile. Go. I have. Um, where is that? Is that the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. I want to make sure we're sharing the right screen for the dice. But yeah, you you tell me when you're doing something. I just tell you if you need to roll to do it. So if you're going to cast a spell, then yeah, because it is a move. You do need to roll for that. Okay, so okay. Roll to cast a spell. Why are they stacked on top of each other on my screen? All right, so that's an eight. Uh, eight. So with an eight, let's see, casting a spell. i got to scroll all the way down. Yeah. Wee. Um, Wee. Spells. No, I don't need the list. Where are you, the wizard? Okay, there you are. Cast a spell. When you release a spell, you prepared. Roll plus intelligence, which was my plus two. On a 10 plus, spell is successful. On a 7th or 9, the spell is cast, but choose one. I either draw and welcome attention or put myself in a spot. The GM will tell uh, me how. The spell uh, disturbs the fabric of reality as it is cast. Take... Minus one on going to cast a spell until the next time you prepare spells. No, thank you. After it is cast, the spell is forgotten. No, thank you. So I'm going to draw unwelcome attention is what I'm going to do. That wants to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for the yards away. <laughs> so um, how big of a bang is this? Yeah, well, so, since yeah, I didn't roll max. your magic missile from this distance and what it looks like. So the magic missiles release in a volley of usually, uh, I think it's like three to five. I'm trying to look where it's at. Uh, little projectiles, uh, which I like to think look sort of like uh, teardrops or whatever. But the first time I used it, I rolled a 12 because it was a 10 plus. And so I just kind of said that they fused together into one big one. So it like launched in just a giant mass and hit so then it hits them and uh turns into basically um white and gold fireworks that have little snaps after it hits and that's cool. the magic missile i chose to design <laughs> chose that one uh very where is yeah very flamboyant and just so you know um no. in general and this is for everybody uh but uh, a little extra for zeb just because he hasn't played before but you can describe it however you want. It's just still going to do the same thing. So like where you were saying, Randy, it's it's a certain amount of projectiles. Technically, yeah. it's just projectiles of pure magic. The important part is no matter how you describe it, it's going to deal 2d4 damage to the target. So you can describe it as, you know, a 500 foot tall missile that launches and explodes on it. It's going to do 2d4 damage. Okay. So, so really, that's why I love to hear how you want to describe it instead of how the spell itself says it works. The way I want to describe it then with how it does is it's, uh, kind of uh kind of random so the number of damage is the number of projectiles that do one hit point each typically <laughs> unless i roll a 12 and then it's just a big bang so in this case uh seven projectiles shot out and uh hit the, one damage. of them cool yeah i got you yep seven. so that's right, i see it now yep. the flavor text <laughs> i knew you rolled it but i wanted to make sure i saw it <laughs> uh yeah so seven and those projectiles i think last time you said were was it yellow uh, hit it hit blew up white and gold. Okay, and then did little snapping noises afterwards, like fireworks. Nice. All right. Um, so you've got two goblins, and it says that the magic missile does say deal the damage to one target. So left or right? Uh, let's take out the left one. Okay. So the zombie goblin on the left gets hit with the seven. Um, projectiles and it does what you said blue and gold and you know, like um, 
half a pack of firecrackers gets lit up, pop, 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 right? As yeah. it, it's going off. Um, the other one doesn't react at all, but the first one just drops to the ground after being hit. Is, is there any kind of like blast? Would he get knocked back a foot or something like that? Or is um, that big? Just say that it uh, gets knocked back like an inch every time it gets hit. So Okay. So he, he gets knocked back a, a few, like half a foot or so, and then falls down um, to the ground. The other one, no reaction to that at all. It just kind of turns and faces away from the volcano face. So it's like looking in your direction now, but no other, no actual, wow, what just happened kind of reaction. More of, so you know, I, kind of a zombie, zombie goblin don't give a crap kind of reaction. <laughs> I would say it's weird something without eyes can see me, but uh, this thing has eyes and it's and crazy. That thing, and this is where it's good. This, this is where the other part, the thing you chose for your seven to nine comes in. That thing on your shoulder kind of, morphs itself into i'm almost going to start treating this thing like an emoji generator it morphs <laughs> itself into uh an exclamation point and starts flashing and as that happens that zombie goblin starts coming towards pat why did you do that i know you're excited but why danger danger <laughs> look at me yeah Guys, so there's a zombie it's, goblin it's coming right for pat. us I tell that it might as well just be an arrow pointing at me and it becomes an arrow pointing at me. (laughs) I wasn't serious. What are you guys going to do about it? It looks like it's coming. uh, I'm going to close the distance and take a swing with my long sword. You certainly can. Let's go right for the heck and slash thing because you're you're using right up, going right up to sword range. Yep. Hope the flying blade strikes again. You. There, clear. It's nice to know some things don't change. Oh, <laughs> you don't have a concept right, well. with a seven. Wow. Yeah, I hit, but yeah. So with the Ugh. seven, we're going to um, uh, we're just going to let it make its attack against you easy enough. Uh, so also, if you would roll your damage, and then also roll me a d4, and the d4 is the damage you will take. What's your weapon again, Chris? Long sword. Six so you do six. Damage. He's doing what four you said. Yeah, do a roll a D four and that's what you will take. Uh, oh, you're actually gonna take one. You have three armor, right? Yeah, so one point for me. Yeah, so you take one. Now describe what happens to the goblin as you chop it down, because you are chopping it down. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of push with my shield to back him up, and then I'm like he can't see me, like I spin around. Down to one knee and cut him in half. That was my cut. And so that's what you guys see. Um, and the distance at that point, so you pretty much went up 25 feet. It had closed the distance. At the time all this ends up transpiring, you were, everybody was about 50 feet away, and then you make this move, and um, you, you close that distance. And as you reach that spot, Manfred, you also see that inside – the volcano, there's no, there are no other shapes like about 10 feet or so that you can see inside. Because I know you were looking before, so I presume as you get closer, yep. I'll just tell you, you, you just see the entrance. But it looks like you can only see maybe 10 or so feet, and either it descends to total darkness there or takes a turn, but you can't quite tell from outside where you are. There you go. That was as, a good hit. Oh, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> certainly was. 
Yeah, I'm only down two, so I'm not too bad. I'll wait. I'll uh, wait speaking it out of which, did we talk about like uh, healing potions at all? Did yeah, I, was, have well, yeah I, I have. Yeah, I do have healing potion. Actually, I have healing potions as well. Okay, because I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think a healing potion was just like five hit points. It was. A, I'm pretty sure it was a flat number. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It doesn't say. Yeah, my um, I know I have it in my little binder here, so I'll find that. Well, what else are you guys up to? I mean, I know you want to go inside, but is anybody wanting to do anything before you do? Yeah, I kind of want to check over this body because, you know. Okay. Let's see if there's any strange markings or something. Maybe, you know, discern realities or, I don't know. That, see, what that, kind of crazy, see what kind of this, craziness this wizard is up, this necromancer is up to. This is what I was going to say. If, if you, and this also goes to the whole discern realities thing. It's if you if you're going to look for information that can change the course of what's going on. So the way you just described that was, yeah, definitely. You're going to take a few minutes, examine it, see if there's anything the necromancer's up to that you can figure out from this. Definitely a discern realities. But if it was something like I loot the body, you guys would just loot the body. That's that. Right. There's no need to roll for some. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, go ahead with your discern realities. Eli, what was that? <laughs> I sucked it. I got the rule for the potions. <laughs> from... Oh, you got yeah, from Roll 20's Dungeon World Compendium uh, oh, Heal Potion. Yeah. When you drink an entire healing potion, heal yourself 10 damage or remove one debility. Your choice. There you go. Oh, okay. Cool. Very nice. See, I don't think we got into uh, what gear everyone had, um, but uh, I had a choice between a leather leather armor or a bag of books. So I took the book, well, the books and healing potions combined. And then I took the staff for the weapon. And the last one was I took the fourth healing potion <laughs> to add to my little collection. So there you go. I got healing to spare. All right. I'm also a cleric <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> that was the other part about it is we don't necessarily need uh, certain classes to do things. We'll make sure that the world can provide for healing if you guys don't have a you know a portable. Uh, cleric with you we'll make sure that um things I'll can happen, on, even yeah. if it's not necessarily easy to do yeah. i got poultices poultices oh. as well uh so with that um did you was anyone going to use a healing potion because i know we just talked about it but i know i think chris manfred's the only one that I'm might to I'm, I'll, I'll wait it out there you go with it okay he'll bleed it out i mean wait it out i ain't got time to bleed <laughs> ain't got time <laughs> The um, discern realities rule. You had a five. Yeah, fiver. Holy. So just one. straight up experience point. Yeah, you do get an experience. Good point. Um, that is an experience point. It is a straight up fail that uh, for now I'm not going to use yet because there isn't anything super right, so, important that can happen yeah. right here. But that's one I'm I'm, I'm gonna save. And with uh, with that, what you examine with the body is it looks like. Um, what you would what you would have expected. You don't find anything out of the ordinary. It looks like it's gotten cut a little bit. It looks completely drained of blood. It's completely pale, almost desiccated, but it was drained of blood, not all fluids. So it's like right. very thinned and, and decrepit kind of looking yeah. and extremely pale. Um, it doesn't have any of the, the, you know, the nice healthy gray or greenness to its skin that a goblin might normally have. <laughs> But hmm. nothing you didn't expect, right? Because you know that these things had their blood drained by blood balls, blood blade <laughs> balls of doom. Balls. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys coming or what? 
I'm right, right behind you. What are you talking about? Okay. Get off your butt. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Right. Yeah, I'm lagging behind. I'm real sleepy after eating that entire pie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, are there any trees nearby or something? I don't want to take my horse into this cave. Oh, that's a good point. You guys can definitely tie up your horses outside. Sure. Yeah. You guys brought horses? Oh, yeah, that's a good point too. Jay's wouldn't have had his horse at this point, even if he yeah. showed up with one, he wouldn't have it now. All right, um, I'm going to carry both of my buckets. I recommend you guys maybe take one at least. Yeah, I'm gonna try. You remember, we got to take the buckets. I trust pot <laughs> buckets. Yeah, yeah he's, ne he's never steered me wrong, so I'm taking this bucket with me. Did you not see the giant ball of death? <laughs> no. Oh, water. Are you you're talking about a bucket of water? Okay. Yes. Buckets of gotcha. water. So they want to be able to destroy the Wicked Witch again if it happens. Now, I'm an eight, so yeah. my buckets have like maybe that much water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are so heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, my character then explains to, to Jay's. Uh, well, you see, there's these big balls and they, rolled around and they had swords on them and uh they drained everybody of blood but it turns out they're made of sand or something i don't know uh, he found a way to convert magic uh, well sand with magic into metal looking spheres okay <laughs> yeah that form blades here just take my bucket just take one of my buckets all right okay it'll, it'll be safe sure sure i'll do that bucket I know this is a theory, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I, I put my hand on my hand on Jay's shoulder. Remain steadfast. Perseverance through all opposition. You can do it, Jay's. I believe. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Carry that bucket with vigor. <laughs> vigor. <laughs> oh my god. You know what he said. Carry that bucket. <laughs> it's it's like inspiration. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, so the, at the entrance, when you guys get close enough to it, so we, you know, within 10, 20 feet, the sun is setting. The whole area has got that. The sun has set, but there's still enough even light out that you can make everything out. And um, you can tell that the entrance that goes into the volcano is just flat. It's like a black wall of, of darkness about 10 feet in. And that's as far as you can see. And then I I pipe up and I'm like, I can be useful because remember <gasps> I have the staff the staff of light nice. and the stick of explosion. So yeah. I use the staff of light, which so is a candle. Like candle. Yeah. Candle. <laughs> uh, to, to light. Is that, is, that one those nice, is that one of those nice smelling ones or is it just normal? It is it is one of those awful like earwax, like really long <laughs> I swear I thought it was gonna say pecan pie scented. <laughs> That's why the pecan that pie didn't smell. Disgusting. It's all in the candle. Yeah, that would be Use sick this one. This one smells like lavender. <laughs> so we get um when you when you light it, um and we kind of established it was a like a magically artifacty kind of thing. So we're going to give it a little extra light okay. um, and it's directional. Think of the old uh, hooded lantern kind of thing where you can make it shine in one direction. Almost oh, like man. a flashlight. This, this is the candle. Yeah. yeah. The candle. Exactly. Like I am the, the candle. candle. That's right, man. <laughs> Are you uh staff of light? Is uh, 
Duke still in the back, or is he uh, moving more towards the middle? Yeah, doesn't he have like traps? Well, if you guys want to be more specific, you're welcome to. To start, I'm just kind of lumping you all about you know 15 feet outside of the entrance to the volcano right now. I, I uh, have nobody <clears throat> necessarily in front or behind. You're just a you know group of four. Hey, am I allowed to look at the uh, goblin up here that he blasted? That was up by. Oh the yeah, yeah. Floor? The the one that was um and discern realities on him that he killed with the magic missile. Um, that one is at the entrance. So if you guys want to go right up to it, if that's your next step, then yes, you'll be right there. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. And what you'll notice, uh, Duke, uh, well, everyone will see it, but Duke specifically, as you hold the staff of light towards the uh, volcano, it looks like the light does not go past that like 10 foot wall of darkness, 10 foot in wall of darkness. Interesting. Um, and the, the cave itself is big enough to fit any one person walking upright. So it's maybe about seven feet tall and about five feet wide max. Um, relatively that kind of arch shape the whole way. Like uh, this is definitely a um, a humanoid made tunnel of, of some type. It's synthetic, not, not the natural tunnel. Um, okay. When you reach the body there, Manfred. Uh, yeah, let's go. We can go with another discern realities. This one died differently. Maybe you can discern something different uh, from it. Yeah. Perhaps. Oh God! You can uh, discern well, that it I died click, differently. Make sure we see that. I see <laughs> I a think, four. I think he had. Uh, this is the one you magic missile, right? Somebody's <laughs> lovely enough. <laughs> yes, that is the one I magic yeah. missile. Why is um, the light so yeah, not? Sorry. That's another experience. And with this one, um, there's no. It doesn't have. Obviously, it doesn't have itself cut in half like you did with the first right. one. So it's intact. Um, it's got the like bruised areas from where the mm. the magic missiles hit it, but it's like magical bruises, not blood bruises. This is real, uh, same kind of idea as the other one. It's, it's zombified, uh, been drained of blood, kind of wrinkly, yucky looking. Um, but yeah, not, nothing else really jumps out at you. Yeah, not yet though. You got two mm. failures. <laughs> Something will jump out at you. <laughs> <laughs> Does the uh, the light oh, seem like it's still, uh, if he walks closer, still not going further in? I don't know. Is he walking closer? Yeah, I'm going to take point. Okay. Yep. So as um, as Duke walks closer with the light, uh, and first off, like I said, everyone knows just by looking at this, it's not a, a, a normal <clears throat> candle. There's definitely something about it that, that's a little more. And um, your uh, Snape on, on Pat's shoulder, um, is turned into kind of like a call it a question mark, but it's like an unsure question mark. Like it's not even sure it wants to be questioning what's going on. <laughs> it's the uh, cross of confusion off the Blooster Cult album covers. <laughs> yes, I'm confused about you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the, what, as as Duke approaches, um, you realize Duke. You realize the light actually starts reflecting back from the darkness it hits which isn't like you know normal <laughs> no it, it doesn't sound normal at all it sounds magic yeah it's it's almost reflective like a mirror um and you know it's the hmm. same light coming back at you because if you move it it'll like reflect towards the wall if you move it the other way it reflects the other way you can shine yourself in the eye by pointing it at the darkness right and hitting yourself in the face with the uh, the light can I, I, I can i pick up a rock Yes, plenty of, of rocks near a volcano, I hope. 
even if some of them are you know like obsidian or pumice or whatever just a, just a small rock and i just sort of yeah. hand throw it into the into the void um you don't hear it land but it does go past I, I cast detect magic you sure you don't want to cast magic missile at the darkness <laughs> before <laughs> before you even finish casting the spell it says yes i'm magic <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I say that because you can feel it even before you start. But um, let's, if you don't mind, let's revisit detect magic because I want to, um, I want to confirm that I'm going to give you the right info. All right. So typically, detect magic is a third, I think, level spell. Uh, let me double check. It is actually, it well, is it's a, a first level, level spell, one, but you get it as a cantrip because as, of your, your in this. elf. Yes. Yeah. So it says uh, one of your senses mm -hmm. is briefly attuned to magic. The GM will tell you what here is magical. So I know it's magical. I'm just kind of wondering if I could somehow tell what kind of magic it is. Which sense is it of yours, though? Here, here's what I was going to say. Chris nailed it. Um, in order for me to give you a little more detail, tell me which sense it is that detected the magic. Uh, he will use his nose and smell. Uh, I wanted him to taste stuff. Mm, <laughs> I'm so ready for that. Same. <laughs> and that was mm. one. I don't know if you've heard me say that one before, Chris. But one, once upon a time, when I was playing Dungeon World at a friend's house, one of the ones Mike Robinson was at, we had determined the wizard, um, the way he detected magic was to lick things, and it would be oh, whether it tasted like magic or not. <laughs> so, yeah. It doesn't smell like magic, but that's because I use my tongue. <laughs> And he licks the magic. So, Randy, uh, what Pat smells is the smell of death. This is definitely necromantic magic, uh, for sure. You can smell, like, decomposition, just nasty. And it's only that that's attunement that you have with magic that gave you that. It, these zombie goblins barely even smelled compared to what you're picking up right now. This is disgusting. Smells of decay and death. It's definitely necromancy, we, which we knew, but let's continue on. But you yes. can okay. confirm that in this case, your detect magic confirms with you it is the necromancer that made this happen. It's not it's, just like somebody walked by and cast a darkness in the hallway. And it was cast by Thomas, yes. the necromancer. Okay, oh. but why don't we answer the more important question? And I'm going to stick my hand through it. Like, uncovered, yeah. no gauntlet. Right before Jay's does that, the one thing I did forget is, Randy, you, did, you still need to roll the cast a spell for that. I already answered it, and you already were successful, but let's see if the dice give you an experience point or something. Oh, Let's see if the dice say that Joe was lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep stacking. So, oh, 11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see 11. So, yeah, you got everything that I gave you. And it even makes you know just as good a sense that I gave you more data because it was a pretty straightforward success no downside to that you you got real goods informations the dm god has foresight jays in there yes my uncovered hand just well, what's it gonna do to us yeah. oh jays um, you're brave so i can learn much from you what there you go the um the feeling of it for lack of any better term it's like putting your hand into an ice cube your hand moves, but it feels like so cold that there's resistance from the cold itself. Hey, soft boy, is it squooshy? No, <laughs> I wish it was. It's just cold. 
and like to the point where you're sure if you keep your hand in there long frostbite like if you put your hand in a snowbank in winter for half an hour kind of thing but it feels like that within seconds of sticking your hand through the i'm bubbles. sure the heat of the volcano will even this out we'll be fine that's it's a magical <clears throat> darkness it's not going to be affected by the volcano light produce heat no <laughs> oh. its companion piece produces some heat for a moment stick <laughs> of explosion companion uh. piece you don't want to hear about the bag when he first stole it here you see the bandages on his arms <laughs> now yeah have this, okay? this nasty claw and it's a the, that was the hand i was eating the the damaged hand that was what i was raw dogging the <laughs> <pecan pie. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> raw dogging the pie with excuse me yes <laughs> i mean we do we do state the rating at the start of every yes. episode yes. 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 Maybe, maybe, explicit. maybe explicit yes uh we don't know that the will be explicit show by by now will yeah. be explicit yeah but i think we've done some where oh, it, no, it we probably wasn't and we didn't know yeah, <laughs> we, right, we had totally. no idea ahead of time we the did have time one did. for this is forever going and i know i've made a couple of shout outs to the past here but um back in the day when kurt actually ran the pathfinder one we did a, a pathfinder adventure and we specifically did it so his kids could listen and the intro to that i recorded a different intro that specifically said the following podcast is not explicit <laughs> and we made sure we were clean the whole time so uh whereas yeah, we actually uh, have a couple episodes like that on purpose yeah. The the original Dirk character from the space one was very explicit. Yeah. <laughs> he was a foul mouthed uh, uh, mouth. captain. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I think of Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, foul mouth. That that's a, that's a good. That's a good. All right. It's so really, really cold in there. Super freaking cold. Like, 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 uh, and and I, I I just about never want to speak for a character, but what I know about Jay's so far, he's not going in there. It's probably it, way too. Well, I'm, I'm 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 pushing him in actually and going in with him. I'm just stop, gonna push him going with him. Jace, is it colder than the look your boss gave you when the pie was found out to be stolen? <laughs> do you uh, on. Do, do, do remain steadfast? Do paladins have any kind of like dispel magic in this? Uh, no, no. Wow, can I get that later? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's one of the things. No, it doesn't look like it. Uh, I get it at third level, so uh, yeah, let's like leave, it. and I'll go melee stuff for a while and see how that goes. If he tries to resist me, well, I'll use my I am the law thing to kind of get him to you know, <laughs> go with me. Okay. Drop opposition. Let's go. Bedford, remember, you don't have to be so forceful. Remember, you if it's not on your character it. sheet, that doesn't mean you can't do it. The important part is you can do anything, or at least you can attempt anything. Oh, yeah. And the character sheet are the things that your character is particularly good at that nobody else can do. Uh, for the one example I was about to mention, for Randy, uh, remember the, the wizard can do rituals. You might be able to create some kind of ritual that could dispel this. And that's an actual thing on your sheet. But anybody else could come up with any idea that may or may not work right uh the i'm going to throw a rock there and see what happens or maybe if, if it was phrased as last time i threw a rock at darkness the darkness went away i'm going to try that again you know something you can make up anything the point is we play to see what's going to happen next and if we're coming up with ideas of what could happen that gets us to that point now we have an idea of what might happen next i know right now that i've put a puzzle in front of you guys and i'm waiting to hear an answer well mm. 
I'm trying to push uh, Jays through it as I walk in myself. That's, that's Manfred, man. sir. I, I completely forgot about Rich. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I want to bring it up because I know we're getting back into this system and I don't want anyone to like miss something just because you didn't remember it. I want to at least be able to remind you guys of things that you may not have remembered. All right. But yeah. D- does Jays actually fight back? I mean, I'm not looking for like character conflict per so, se. Right. It's but it's conflict is okay, so much, but not combat. Right. It's clearly resistance. I'm not trying to stop him from pushing me forward. I'm gonna I'm trying the to law get, him, man. I am trying to just get out of his grip. <laughs> and <laughs> while that's happening, like grabbing my backpack. Just let me Manfred, Manfred, stop. Manfred, stop. But now we already say go forward. I am no, the law. I'm Manfred. gonna make my roll. Manfred, too late. no. Too late, I'm rolling. What are you rolling for? Hold on. <laughs> I have a lot to keep tell him to push forward, tell Jay to push forward. To see if he does okay. In this case, um, I'm not so concerned about the role as I am about what Eli wants for the character's reaction to be. Because he could just say, when he hears you issue a command, he would just follow it. And you might not even need a role. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know enough about the character yet. I know from an NPC side, if you do that, I want to roll so I can determine the character, the NPC's reaction. Right. But I'd like Eli to give an idea of how he wants to react to it. So Jay's would... He would offer i think he would offer a rebuttal like i'm not saying i'm not going in there i just need to get ready pulling out his camp blanket from his bag wrapping it around himself and holding one end in his flail hand and one end in his shield hand i just needed a minute you don't have to be so mean about it (laughs) does that work chris yeah that's fine Good. Okay. So you're not gonna you're not gonna attempt to expedite him. It sounds like he's moving along. It he just needed okay, you know his whoopee. Well, <laughs> yep. I'll, go, I'll go first, I guess, and flail okay. down like it's a spear against my shield, business end outward. Okay. Uh, okay, um, fine. I walk into. Now the flail has a wooden handle. You said. I can't remember. Um, Did you say it was a wooden handle with a metal ball, or is it all metal? Or I I I didn't. I didn't specify, but I would imagine because it's such a long haft, I, I would think that it has to be made of wood okay. with just the, the reinforced chain and the <laughs> iron ball the size of a man's head. The way you described that, I'm seeing it as the ball is going to get there at least a foot or two before you do <laughs> because the foil is oh, so long, right? At, at least six feet before me. <laughs> okay. It's right after the ball hits it, everybody sees frost forming and it's that whole movie cliche of crackly crackly frost kind of uh coming up it, it starts at the end of the flail where the ball is it goes onto the um haft and it's just all along and and it's just approaching jay's hands it's kind of slow but I, you know it's like it's going to be there in a couple seconds kind of thing i i do want to say that before doing all of this i did put my glove and my gauntlet back on <laughs> That works, yeah. Um, and Jay's is going to let out an audible whimper as the frost uh, runs down the length of his weapon. He's not stopping, but... Not stopping? Okay. Does anybody else have any other reaction to this, or are we just uh, going to see what happens? <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens. 
I'm gonna, yeah. no, I'm, gonna it... I'm gonna intervene. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. do, do I don't know if anybody else is coming in if it's just me and him. No, I'm gonna intervene. I'm gonna knock the flail down out of his hand and push him back and be like, we need to we need to slow down, slow our rolls a second here. Hey, this is an obvious trap. <laughs> you know, Ooh. flail back up. And All Chris, right. just for what you had said, I had I had taken it that everybody went inside the entrance, and since, or at least, is at the entrance, and since it's only ten feet in past the entrance, everyone's still near each other anyway. Okay. Yeah. So it's like even if somebody were right outside the entrance, they're you know eight feet from you. It's not a very far, a very far um, so, area um, that we're working with. I know that we discerned that it was magic, but if it's a magical trap, can I also? Use trap expert to, to if you um if you don't mind just go ahead and read the trap expert move so we can get an idea of what that is because the first part of it is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, it says when you suspend uh, when when you spend a moment to survey a dangerous area, roll decks, roll plus decks on a ten, and then I get three three options essentially. Yeah, so I'm and just without a doubt again. you're you're in a dangerous area. Yeah. <laughs> we clearly established the danger. Even if it's just danger of freezing. I mean, I was about to become a Jacicle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can I roll for it to to ask. One oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead and roll the roll plus dexterity or dex. Plus two. Nice. That's what the thief can do. These go to eleven. Nice. Cool. All right. Well. We the <laughs> of the three options. Uh, two of them have been answered. So I'm going to ask. Uh, what not necessarily <laughs> i would give you a different answer than what you think you already have because okay. i won't repeat the same thing well we'll ask all three well go ahead with what you want to know first because it may change what you ask after all right what else is hidden here all right um so first off when we say what else i'm going to start with what is currently hidden is the other side of the tunnel <laughs> and you want to know what other than that. So I just want to be clear that I'm not going to say the tunnel is in. It's already obvious. Um, this kind of setup, they're just walking. Uh, Randy's got a little sketchy. He just gave us a little South Park there. That's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that ah! darkness, the darkness will obey my authority. <laughs> um, the, this kind of thing you've seen before. And there's always some kind of release on the other side of the bad. Now, you've seen this with fire before. You've seen like a wall of fire that you couldn't get through. Um, but you know that there's something on the other side for sure that will release this. But how far over there, you're not sure at this time. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what else can I ask? Well, you so, got the other two there. And if you have something like even more yeah. specific, we could kind of get there by by me reinterpreting one of the questions to, to fit. Um, what kind of uh, 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 no, I'll just go. I'll just use one of these. Uh, so the, the, the one I'm looking at is uh, what does the trap do when activated? Obviously, it causes frost, but it does it do anything else. Yes. Um, the frost is to capture. So when with the activation of the trap is uh, a being crossing over. 
So you determine that once something goes past the other side, then that thing is frozen and captured on the other side. That's all I got. That's all, you all got. right. Uh, if we're done so playing we, now, we still, can have, I please... we still have one more. Keep this in mind because you still have one more of your hold, which means we can get past this and somewhere else here, you know, in, in the near future, you could just use that hold to ask another question. Okay. So keep that in mind because it's fine to do that. It's really while you're traveling through a whole area, meaning you don't have to do everything all at once. You can look for traps here. You can look for traps later and you pretty much keep the same role as long as you have some of that hold left over. Um, nice. Cool. So you've got that. Uh, Randy, what were you going to say? Pat? If we're done playing games with this here, I'd like to try a ritual spell, if I may, gentlemen. Now, mm. how much how much of what I shared with Zeb did Duke share with the party? <laughs> all of it? Um. The I, uh, I didn't say that there was something ob that obviously deactivates it while inside. I just say that like, yo, this is this is meant to capture you. Like you're gonna get frozen and then pulled into the depths. Okay. So then, Jay's will grab his water skin and like, kind of swing the bottom of it into the darkness. <laughs> Swing it back. Is there like a piece of ice in there or is the water just really cold? Yeah. Well, with that speed, we'll say it's a little bit of ice. Think of the um uh if you ever put a a malleable ice pack in the freezer and take it out before it's solid, you have that slushy feel. Mm. So it's yeah. like that. You get that little bit of slush uh when it comes back around. Way now let's go for somebody to like run in there. And try yeah. To Let's Freshing. go back to Pat and um, Randy. Talk to me about the ritual you want to try. All right. So <clears throat> he's done rituals in the past. So I'd like to think that I carry at least a few candles with me and some chalk. And is this a stone floor or how is the floor in this? Uh... I think of almost everything around here is going to be some form of mountain slash volcano. So you're going to find plenty of rock, plenty of stone. Yes, the, the floor where you are will be stone of some uh, of some type. Um, the one thing I do want to tell you is one of the things for rituals, it starts with drawing from a place of power. Well, you're in a volcano. This is a place of power. So that's one thing you don't necessarily have to account for, just so you know. All right. So what he wants to do is he wants to draw a little circle and, uh, he wants to draw a, uh, oh, what would he put in there? I don't know. Just a shape of a, a bird, I guess, carrying a snake <laughs> in it. And uh, he's going to light some candles, like four of them, towards the wall. And he's going to focus on taking the energy of the volcano and knowing that it's like kind of an icy spell. And volcanoes kind of light and hot. And it's a darkness spell as well, it seems. He's going to try to use the energy to break down the wall if he can. Or at least weaken it. So you want to... You're trying to kind of dispel it in some way is that in a, in a way just trying to yeah trying to use the energy of that to either dispel it or to fight it okay in a way so here's what um what we're going to do because once you describe what you're trying to achieve um then i give you some of the conditions that are listed under the ritual so things that you need to do in order to make it work the way you want um so first off uh uh, you um 
I'm thinking. So you you you'll need help from Duke using the uh, staff of light. So you definitely need a little more magical light energy going with that. Um, Duke, can I borrow your staff for a minute? And you're pretty sure that the best you're going to be able to do is interrupt it briefly. And you guys will have to run through it, hopefully quick, and hope that nothing bad happens. We've only got a shot at this. I think I can weaken it enough to, for us to run through. Um, so aim for the middle and uh, just uh, and when you see a flash, that's when we go. <laughs> so he's going to chant some random gibberish words and then stick his hands in front of him and then hope that this works. <laughs> Great googly moogly. Make it happen. <laughs> um, Alright, so what happens is the flash is the staff of light getting consumed by the ritual. Staff of light now gone. Oh. And the darkness flickers. And this looks like your moment. Go, go! <laughs> I was already I was already in it trying to keep moving. Oh. <laughs> I never left. While while we're running, can I do discern realities to look for that? Uh, or maybe it's the maybe trap. Well, you already you already know about a release on the other side. Okay. So, so all you need to do is get over there and flick it. But all right. y'all need to get through first. So if as long as everybody's running through, um, we're gonna say that that's gonna happen. And because of the knowledge you already have, you're able to get that. So the the, uh, the cost for all this is the staff of light is no longer. Did the, did the staff of light dissolve, or did it uh, just lose it its vanished. power? It okay. vanished in a puff of magic. Okay, a puff of your. <laughs> I'm just gonna cast light on it next to be headed back to. Him. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just, perfectly fine. Just so you know, <laughs> when, I said, when I was saying you would need help from him, if you look at the last one of the ritual, essentially you have to disenchant something to make this happen. And uh, that's what I chose. We're disenchanting the staff of light, and that just it's consumed as part of the components you needed to to pull off the ritual. Oh, uh, we're gonna have words when we get to the other side of this. <laughs> the staff of light got so excited it did its own impression of a stick of explosions. I, I, <laughs> Zeb, I, Zeb I if you want to describe it for Duke, you can describe what you find on the other side that actually turns this off, like lever switch keypad you know just uh, yeah. something you scratch off on the wall whatever you want yeah, to come up with there's something interesting <laughs> a hole in the wall in the perfect shape of patty's face so you can just medieval facial recognition yeah <laughs> or, or like at the end there's like this ornate like um uh, a demon face and like mm. with the, in the mouth there's a, a, a hole like in the mummy returns and uh, and I Ooh. stick. I no warning. Nobody knows what I'm doing. I stick my whole hand in there like immediately. And as uh, soon as he does that, the flickering darkness just vanishes. So I can't put my hand in. The when he put his mangled hand in, does it come out like brand new? <laughs> yeah, it's my mangled hand. It's I. I use it for everything for some reason. <laughs> Man, Manfred, we've learned not to stick our hands in mouths of weird objects. <laughs> I turned it off, didn't I? Even though you had to destroy my. St my staff of light now the stick of explosion is useless you don't need a staff of light when you have a wizard that can cast light sir but the but the, well, the if you want a new one i have one here and it smells like lavender hey man fred you're uh all about the the truth right let me That's tell you right. about uh, this guy's big crime 
Uh oh. Oh, would you prefer not? Okay. Then but shut yeah, up. Yeah, that, no, I, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck in the hole for sure. Like, my arm is not coming out of it readily. Wait, isn't there multiple crimes you know about, Duke? <laughs> <laughs> is the perfect lots and lots of for, for, you to, for you to rat me out when I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Just start throwing stuff at me. So shut me. up. Is your hand just stuck him. in there? All right, let's see what's going on with your hand. His hand his hand isn't stuck so much as he's just finding it hard to pull it out. Oh, well, in that case, we can just dislocate your fingers. <laughs> you know, only if you must. <laughs> only if you must. You got any more um, pecan I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> All right, I'll get the sedative. You get your blade, Manfred. <laughs> no, I actually do have a, uh, some leftover pecan pie in my back pocket. Um, just so happens that me. that is also the place where the stolen family treasure of Manfred's is. <laughs> now so, roll to see if you don't accidentally knock that out with your one hand. <laughs> no, I, I, one of you guys has to play, has to get in there. <laughs> All right, I, I'll go through your bag for you. <laughs> this is the first time I've put things and taken things out of your bag. That sounded funny. That's what she anyway. Said. Maybe a little bit of butter around the edges. Yeah, you want you want this pie? Also, what's that gold thing in there? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Hey, dude, just one rude. Just one more secret added to this. But you do want this pie, right? Yeah, put it on my hand, please. I just put it in its face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like rubbing it on my arm. It's such a waste yeah, of pie. <laughs> yeah, Eli's never getting that pie. No. Stop being rude to me. <laughs> All right. You know here. What? I don't think the pie is going to be enough. And I'm going to grab Duke's arm, like at the base of the elbow. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to dislocate your fingers. Uh oh. I'm going to step back. Now. Duke can feel me holding on to him just a little too tight. <laughs> well, he hasn't known Jay's for very long. It's clear that yeah. Jay's is upset at something. Like Manfred, get your boy. <laughs> I want to on go. Ready? So um Three, I got two, two gold that a finger gets left in there. Yeah. Ah! And on two, I'm just yanking his hand out to dislocate everything and then having it come out normal. It's like pulling out a baby tooth. Well, you didn't take my bet, man, Fred, so uh, I'm not giving you the two gold. <laughs> a bet. And now all we have to do grabbing his hand. Is take each digit, <laughs> put oh. it back into place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, uh, since since my pack has been you know opened, unlatched. Yeah. Um, the the severe jostling uh, has dispensed all of my stolen contents onto the floor. Uh oh! <laughs> right in front of uh, both uh, Pat and Manfred. Mm-hmm. Anything and I'm like, I'm that just, they I'm would curious. know for sure was obviously stolen. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, what I stole from Manfred was a was a family relic. It's uh, it's gold, uh, and if I remember right, your your shield has like three fingers on it. Yeah, kind of like the the scout uh, like, you know, the whole tree thing. Yeah. I it's a uh, it's it's basically like um, uh, like a small golden like model of a hand with three fingers on it. I. Uh, uh, that I that I nabbed from 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 him that he just hasn't noticed yet. Oh, I noticed now. Because <laughs> I mean, it's worth a lot of money. It's gold, right? 
Ah, uh, stupefy. <laughs> your misguided behavior endangers your very soul, Duke. <clears throat> what else you got in here that's mine? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't look. Don't keep looking. And I'm like trying to get everything. Duke, <laughs> Duke grabbing the next finger. Uh, come on, man. I tell you, Chris, I think I mentioned it when you said it before, too. But this is what I was thinking of when you said um, the the logo, uh, the three fingers. I was thinking the monster logo as <laughs> yeah. the first thing I thought. I was like, yeah. that's kind of. Oh, but yeah, Scott, you got to flip it upside down for like the scouts thing. Yeah. Scouts honor. Yeah. Let's go. So, um, Duke, just so you know, I could have cast Unseen Servant and shut that off for you. But since you are being a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I I saw it was there. I took the chance. And look, now we're not freezing to death. And I got my family relic back. Uh, Yeah. How how do you know that's yours? (laughs) (laughs) It's got his name carved in the back. Shield into his face. He carries it around because he can lower two of the fingers. It's like on the back of the medallion, it says Blackwell forever. <laughs> hey, James, isn't that your dad's gold tooth? <laughs> hey. Okay. <laughs> Dad, Dad's not using it. Yeah. I, you, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'm like getting real aggressive with Jay's because he, you know, forcefully ripped my hand out of there. I'm like, what's Wait. the problem, man? How did Snape end up in there? Give you were back. in trouble, Duke. I just wanted to help you. Popping the last finger into place. <laughs> Owie. I feel like you've had a vendetta against me ever since this morning. I don't even know you. <laughs> That's my point. Like, what's the That's deal? Thing, man? Duke Jays. Jays Duke. Hello. <laughs> yeah, hi. No, no you just I... made it through the darkness together. Jays, I just want to thank you for duking it out. Oh. <laughs> The um the tunnel continues on into definitely natural darkness because as you get closer with any lights, like um Pat had lit a couple candles, those candles would still be working, by the way. So if you have that, you have that light. Um, and if anybody else has a light or if Pat wants to cast light, you can. You would need it now because now you're in a more natural darkness. Um, Would you guys like to carry a candle? It continues in about 20 feet or so after the candlelight. It just fades into darkness, but it just continues into the volcano. Maybe your friend can hold a candle because both of my hands are full. Shield in one hand, flail in the other. (laughs) There you go. What about Um, the bucket? You left the bucket. (laughs) You don't hear anything over the sounds that you guys are making. Don't worry, guys. I got the bucket. Well, Jay's. I was going to ask you how the H's and the O were doing, but uh, H2O. <laughs> Water joke. I guess I should say, Chris, for that reference in general, as you get farther in, you're going to hear like the rumble of the volcano yeah, get a little is, yeah, bit it, louder. Right. Yeah. That's what I but it's, right? a, it's like a thrumming background noise. It is okay. definitely not intrusive. It's like not, you're not. Um, you're not Frodo in Mount Doom at the end of you know right. the Lord yeah. of the Rings. It is just a the humming of a of a semi-active volcano in the background. Gotcha. Okay. I say we press on. Uh, I will have the bucket I was supposed to be carrying hanging off of my shield. I will cast light on my uh, my uh, staff, and if it works, I'll hand it to uh, to Jay's. Let's have a 
cast a spell move for the wizard. Yes, my staff. I was trying to find my book because I drew on a page and I forgot to turn back to it. So let's go. Uh, Eight. Eight. All right. So you do have to take one of the negatives. I guess I'll take up the unwanted attention. (laughs) I'm going to cast light in a dark place and draw unwanted attention. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds about right. I don't want to take negative one going forward because that would stink. And uh, what are you casting the light on? I think you'd said it, but I wasn't sure what you were talking about. So So I may not be able to pass it to him, actually, because it says an item you touch glows with arcane light. It's on the staff, by the way. Uh, And it says uh, about as bright as a torch. It gives off no heat and or sound. It requires no fuel, but it is otherwise like a mundane torch. You have complete control of the color of the flame. The spell lasts as long as it is in your presence. Okay, so be, being held by somebody me. else is still near me. So, yes. yes. So, what color would you like this flame? <laughs> uh, f- fire colored. Yes, red. red oh, sorry, light. not Jay's. Du- I need to give it to Duke, not Jay's, because I lost Duke's staff. Sorry, <laughs> wrong name. You're new. He's kind of new. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> You'll know that, um, well, I'll get us out of a scrape. That's what you'll know. Wait, are you the wizard? I am the wizard. wizard? That's fine. I think I, I, are you casting it on something? Or I cast you... it onto the staff and I'm handing it to you because I owe you a, a staff of light. So here's a lighted staff. <laughs> I'm walking to it. Sticklet. Now that we're in, you know, weird territory, I'm still taking. I'll, I'll still take point. I'm fine with that since uh, I'm good at detecting. So crap. Manfred paying attention, as soon as that light lights up and um, Pat has uh, handed it to Duke. I was just reading what Randy put as a subtext there and it threw me off. Um, <laughs> but he, as, as soon as he hands it to Duke and they're talking about, you know, you got a staff that's lit up and, you know, they're, they're doing their little banter. Manfred definitely now hears what sounds like marching footsteps. Everybody be quiet. Why? And as soon as everybody does that, because yes, I why? get the reactions of these three gentlemen here that sounds like they actually did be quiet. Um, you know, it it is definitely marching footsteps coming closer. And because of the tunnel, you're not really sure how far they are, but you know that they're at least out of the 30 or so feet of light that you, you have down the tunnel. Is there anything to hide behind in this cavern area, like this entryway? I hide behind Manfred. Not where you are, no. I mean, aside from each other, (laughs) there is nothing else to hide behind. Yeah, there are two things to hide behind, my shield and your shield. (laughs) How? uh... Now that, just let me uh, add one more thing. Now that the the darkness trap spell has been disassembled, (laughs) dislocated like fingers. Um, (laughs) When you look back, you can actually see outside at the very last bit of orange in the sky before the sun is completely gone. Can I cast the out? Sorry. Can I cast uh, presentation? Digitation? Yes, uh, because it says uh, if you cast a spell without touching an item, I'm skipping the other part, you can instead create a minor illusion no bigger than yourself. Uh, present digitation illusions are crude and clearly illusions. They won't fool anyone, but they might entertain them. But since they're mindless zombies, and I kind of want to make it like a wall of, to mimic the walls that are around us, I thought we could maybe try to hide behind it. 
I could see you using it as an attempt at camouflage, like pretending you're a wall. Yeah. I could see that. With just you. Well, you guys can stand behind the stacks behind the wizard. It's it's only as big as you, right? So it's kind of small. No bigger than myself is what it says. Yeah. It's like that's about the mass you can you can create, right? I'm just imagining to try it. I'm happy to let you make another roll because you're the one that drew this attention to begin with. I would like to do that if I could. All right, we'll just let Randy compound everybody's danger. This is cool. Yeah, let's go. We are, uh, to, seven. we are going to nearly fail to cast <laughs> prestidigitation. That was close. Um, are you going to do the same thing again? I'll forget uh, prestidigitation. I can't say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to cast any spell you cannot pronounce. The um, prestidigitation. Make sure you keep that in mind because until you um, uh, prepare spells again, it will be uncastable. Uh, okay. okay, so when you do that, everybody else can see what happened, but who knows? Maybe it could be enough to fool a zombie. As the the footsteps draw closer, you do see right at the edge, and again, I'll say Manfred probably being the most vigilant at this point because he has been, will just see the um, shadowy shapes of more uh, goblins, most likely zombie goblins with some form of serpent stick kind of marching and pounding the stick as they march. It's a very rhythmic thing, which isn't isn't normal for zombies. Yeah. And I they're not to the... in a rush, but they do seem to be focused on the fake wall. <laughs> I want to move myself Close to like the entryway, okay. so I'm kind of like in the light from the sun still, so they could kind of see me. I want to draw their attention to me. So yeah, like, you would definitely be a silhouette. Randy could be behind them, you know. Yeah, you you would be a clear silhouette in that entrance. The only way that it really works overall is the idea is if everybody else kind of moves to the side, though, because yeah. remember this is this is only about five foot wide tunnel. Oh yeah, so yeah, not, okay, gotcha. yeah. That you can't really like group up and do something, but if people move so that you can be seen, you could definitely do that. There, the zombies aren't in any big rush, so if you want to make a quick plan, you could definitely do that. If your if your party members are in agreement, yeah. If they want to like t- attack yeah. from the sides, as I'm out in the open, kind of thing. I, I yeah, I'm flat up against the wall, you know. <laughs> You're like scoot, and we're like okay. <laughs> <laughs> the shiny wall moves a little bit. With the question so marks this, dangling out of it. In this case, what I would say then is anybody who's going to try and essentially hide right there, um, pretty much in plain sight, that's definitely going to be defying some danger. So we would kick off the, it, it would trigger the defy danger move. And you would tell me how you're trying to hide whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So we can pick a stat, uh, an ability that we can roll against. So if you want to try that uh, for Duke, Again, the danger is you got zombie goblins with spears coming at you, yep. and you're going to try and not have them, you know, notice you or kill you. Uh, that's kind of important. So, how would you do go about that? I uh, I get as close. I make myself as small as possible up against the side of the wall, like kind of like a Spider-Man crouch, and uh, I right behind Pat. So right behind this illusory wall that I'm. I'm as small as possible as I can. Now is I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can link these things together. So I know Chris, you had said for Manfred, he wanted to draw attention. So it sounds like 
we could use the two of those together that you might defy the danger and by duke hiding he could aid or (laughs) duke could be defying the danger and you could aid by trying to distract them and then we can use the same thing for the others so we already know that pat was trying to hide behind a fake wall um or create a fake wall to hide behind so that could also be used as like an aid um and then i don't know what jay's had in mind um Uh, what do you think for the defied danger role itself, I kind of st- stuck between two places. Um, okay. I I do want to go out of of the entryway that let okay. let these uh, presumably undead come through, and you know, go with with Manfred's plan. Just all right, I'll I'll get all their attention. Y'all just whack them from the sides. Yeah. But I also kind of really like the image of uh, Jay's taking his flail, smacking it against the wall to carve out just enough of an alcove for him to sidle up in behind his shield to uh, to uh, validate using strength for the defied danger roll. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, and yeah, and I was gonna say I like either one. I would only have you defy danger if you're doing the second. The first one would really be you would be aiding Manfred in causing the distraction because you're gonna move out of his way. So you're really helping him in that case. So it's um you know, up to you. It'll be a defy danger if you want to carve out a little spot very quickly with a very big flail in a small place. <laughs> yeah, I you yeah. know what? Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going for that defy danger. Okay. Um so we have that one. And then is Pat doing anything other than hiding behind his illusion? Um, with uh, quick thinking, can I go ahead and uh, try to, uh, with the sound of rocks falling behind me, because someone dug out a, a, a hole, can I make like the shape of the wall that I made kind of shrink down a bit, like a kind of like a rock kind of shape while I duck down smaller? So just and trying to get some... Don't... I was going to have you do intelligence anyway, but because I was going to take that from the spell casting, right? Because you're going to use the spell as part of it. So I wanted you to roll intelligence anyway. So that works. Um, and I think that's reasonable. And remember, all of this is going to happen, I'd say, within 10 seconds. From the first time um, Manfred heard the goblins, it's probably going to be about 15 seconds to the time that we resolve all of these. Uh, but he heard them and then he saw them and then. All of you are like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Okay, let's do it. And bam, all this is happening right away. The one I want to do first, because I think it's the one that feels like it's going to take the longest time, is let's let Jay's beat the crap out of the wall. Let's do that defy danger with strength and see how that works out. Oh, oh. It's just all question marks. That didn't work. (laughs) Is it... Okay, it's marked as hidden. Uh, I've not used this roller <laughs> since <laughs> it's been implemented. You experimented, didn't you? <laughs> Oops. Okay. I so don't know what you did. I, what I is don't, going on? Undo. I, 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 so, undo. So to the left of where it says hidden roll, you just want to hit roll. It's like a really big uh, button. Okay. Yeah, my thinking was that that was a setting that I needed to 
uh, turn on or off. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why when I clicked it and it just rolled, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just want to hit the um, okay. like that. Oh there my gosh! Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Destroy. So here, here's how it's going to work because this is such a success. I'm still going to get a roll from um from Randy because the illusion isn't great, <laughs> but for. <laughs> Chris, they're definitely going to pay attention to you. Um, in this case, uh, for for Manfred, he's going to get his what he wanted. Um, now, with this, the flail, your expertise with the flail has just made it so you can work very well, even in tight places with it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you would probably have you know a more efficient, smaller weapon. But you the know, only really more versatile that. tool I could possibly have would be a shovel. There you go. So you hit the wall hard enough. The strength of, of your expertise with the flow as well as the weapon itself um, almost easily knocks bits of the wall down. And it, it is, uh, you know, volcanic rock. So some of it is a little bit soft. Some of it is a little harder. But you're just bam, bam. Each second um, takes just so much more off of the wall that within five seconds, you've got enough spot that you can do what you had said. You can kind of push yourself into an alcove and pull, pull your shield up in front of you. Uh, and as that happens, um, Duke, the commotion on the other side of the tunnel just makes it so you feel like you instantly blended into the wall. Okay. That was, it was just so easy because of the commotion that Jay's uh, brought up there. But I am, like I said, for Pat, I am going to want that intelligent, defy danger with intelligence role for Pat. And it really is just because the illusion, it says right on it under prestidigitation, it's not going to fool anyone, but you know, maybe. So that's maybe. why I want to make sure that we, we take into account that the spell isn't guaranteed successful. Okie dokie. Let's get so ready to go. go. How about a uh, 12? Yeah, there we go. So very, very successful. I think the way it worked out is because you were able to crouch, you could wrap the the illusion around you. <laughs> the, the size of the illusion was able to wrap around you. And if it hadn't been able to do that, then it probably wouldn't have worked. But you figured that part out. So now we've got that scenario. All right, the goblins... Think of the camera shifting back and forth. You're watching a bead of sweat pour down Jay's face as the beating the crap out of the wall. And you see the camera and the goblins take one big step forward. And then you switch back and, and Duke is just melding like um, Schwarzenegger in the mud in Terminator. He's just not Terminator, Predator. He's melded right into the the the, the side of the, the wall like he's not even there. Pat's got the, the illusion wrapped around and then we end with the goblins right up to the spot where those guys are with Manfred in the silhouette at the entrance of the, um, the, the tunnel for the volcano. And Manfred, I'd like to see how, what do you do first? What triggers everybody else? Cause it sounds like you're in the lead on the attack. Yeah. At first I want to like raise my shield and sword and yell at the goblins, come find your truth, come find your doom. And I just run in on them. Um, and now you somebody at least had said they would attack from the sides while Manfred attacked from the entrance. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was like, you kick that off. Is that everybody else's cue to just like jump oh, in at this pounds. point? Yeah. Is, uh, are, are they coming single file? Or are they yeah, they have to as well. Single file. Um, now technically they're slightly smaller, so they could fit side by side, but yeah. they're also clumsy zombies. So well, then I I because I'm unnoticeable, 
Uh, I stick my leg out on the trailing zombie uh, or goblin, undead zombie goblin, goblin. Gumby. Uh, to trip goblin. So I I trip one of them. (laughs) The uh, now, when you say trailing, I'm going to tell you as they get close enough, you can see that it is a line of six. Okay. I, I so, thought there was only two. <laughs> yeah, and here, that's what I was going to say. As I established this, let's just make sure I know I, I've given you the whole picture. So as the as we had that lead up where everything was happening, essentially every time the camera cuts back to the goblins, like another one comes out of the darkness and then another one until it's a line of six that is within the light. And this is the one piece that's still a little off and where I don't know yet if I'm going to use a failure or not, but you had light here but they couldn't see anything except for the silhouette of Manfred in the uh, entry. I, but I, either way, I'm still going to try and trip the last one. Okay. And because you're already in that state, it works. The last one falls and it will immediately start to try to get back to his feet, but not paying attention to what happened, just that it was down and now it wants to get back up. So mm-hmm. as that trip happens, the other ones were going by, which is prime time for Jace to, you know, come out of the wall or Pat to come out of his illusion. Um, what, what, do, how do you guys want to play it? Because Manfred's going to be there next. I like the next thing that happens. It starts with the last zombie just starting to fall over. And then we have Pat and Jay's starting to act as Manfred is already charging in and yeah. he'll be there momentarily. I have okay. a big stick. I used the big stick. Used a big stick. Um, pick a zombie. One, two, three, four, or five, because a six one is falling to the ground. Uh, because <laughs> because my weapon has forceful, I want to hit number five into number four. Okay. So you want to <laughs> kind of knock them towards the entrance where Manfred is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, this is why I chose the hack and slash. This is why I picked a huge weapon. <laughs> nice. Uh he can swish where oh. <laughs> this is still with my strength. Yeah, because this isn't yep. a precise hack and slash weapon. is always strength. A nine. Oy. Nine. So close. so close. I think it's really just the close quarters. Uh, you're trying to get to maneuver mm-hmm. around and, and maybe while you're sitting there waiting for one through three to pass and you want to hit, you know, four and five, um, just the anticipation of the whole deal maybe uh, causes your aim to be slightly off. And when you swing, um, one it, of the, 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 the hazards, of course, of it being small, and now you know that the wall is is um i don't know susceptible to the flail <laughs> if you will when you swing you hit the goblins so you get you get what you're looking for you're going to hit uh the fifth goblin into the fourth goblin it's going to you know kind of push those forward um but when that happens you also hit the wall and uh shrapnel from the wall comes out at you so the the wall kind of explodes at you so what i want you to do first is roll your damage Oh my nice. gosh. Ouch. 10. That's a 10. Now, does the flail have a plus for damage? On uh, it? It's flail is plus one. Okay. So you do 11. Um, and with that 11, what I want you to do is roll a D4. And that's the damage that you are going to take from the wall. Ooh. Three. What do you have for armor? You should have uh, something. For as armor, a I have two. My, my 
my chainmail is one and my shield is one. All right. So then you'll have two armor because uh, you're using the shield. Um, yeah. So you'll take one damage. Ouchie. That happens right in front of you, Pat. What's Pat up to? So Pat is going to mold the shell he has around him because he doesn't have a staff anymore into what looks like a badass demonic looking uh, bow and arrow. And he's going to pull it back and cast magic missile and fire at number two. <laughs> because the illusion doesn't fool anybody, I'm imagining that it's like a child's crayon rendering of a cool demonic bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the um, it's a cool demonic bow, but it's like a Nerf bow in bright orange. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hey, believes it's I real. can make the illusion any color I want. <laughs> bright orange crayon, because uh, yeah. I like the crayon drawing. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a boxing glove on the end of the arrow. <laughs> Yeah, so let's go with that. Uh, cast a spell for the magic missile. Let's go. All right, so that looked funny. Uh, that's an eight. Uh, eight. so I'm going to succeed in my damage towards it, but uh, being ranged, that's unwanted attention, is what I'm going to go for. So, okay, uh, so go ahead and with go ahead with your damage now. Remember, we got number six that was just tripped, fell to the ground. Then we got number five. Oh, you know what? I completely forgot to ask you, Eli. What happens when you like completely demolish a zombie goblin with your flail? So be ready for that in a moment. But that whatever that is that Eli is about to describe gets pushed into number four, and they go the, the pretty much the whole line gets pushed with the huge force of the flail is getting pushed towards where Manfred is. So when uh, Pat does this. Is it to one of these three that were already kind of involved, or is it to one of the first three? Uh, I know that uh, Manfred had already got hit once, so I was going to try to knock some damage into or try to kill one of the ones going after him. So the very first one is the first one that Manfred will encounter. So if, yes, if that's so what you're looking for, that's going for number one. Going for number two is what I said, but I mean, if, oh, okay. But uh, you I'll just say what I We hadn't done it yet. We'll do number. We'll do number two. So okay, and I want to draw, kind of draw his attention away if I can. What is the damage of the magic missile? It was a five. <laughs> the outcome was five. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. So the five damage will, um, will take care of that goblin. Now, Eli, if you would <laughs> tell me, this is going to be the first nasty kill with the flail. What does that look like? Okay, so um, firstly, I it should have actually been uh, 12 damage because my flail has hooks and spikes. And huge. I nice. No. Well, messy would be ah, part of I, that. Uh, huge adds messy and forceful. Um, yeah. So the goblin number five just kind of explodes, I guess. Yeah. And then the yeah. fall through of the base or the flail head like slams into four. Um, but disregard what I initially said. I do not have hooks and spikes. I have versatile because that allows me reach. It is a long yeah. stick. It is a yeah, big okay. stick with a cool flailing bit. So that happens. The second one gets hit with that magic missile. And now Manfred, even though he's been running in slow motion, you've been doing Baywatch for like the last minute, but oh, um, looking good. Exactly. So you, you, you However, in reality, all of these things are happening within a few seconds of each other. And as this calamity happens from the back of the, the line of goblins, um, 
we shift that camera from the second one to the first one and right over the goblin's shoulder you see manfred approaching with the what shield and sword raised yeah with that, that. i kind of want to do like a sense of like, like kind of like the the line got pushed forward i kind of just want to like stab like just a, a thrust to skewer the group if i could kind of line them up like, goes. You know, definitely a hack and slash roll Let's see how it goes well seven not as fancy well, as i was hoping seven <laughs> So the way it shapes up, I think it's easy enough to say you you can skewer the first two. If um, if you let me choose the negative for the hack and slash. Sure. All right. So you're going to skewer them. Um, and what we'll say is uh, you're going to kill the first one. Okay. But the second one gets stuck on your sword and you're probably going to need some help getting this guy off here because of the way they just kind of linked together um when you stabbed through after it went through him it like hit the uh the wooden spear from the third one and your your sword stuck in the spear so you can't just pull it right back through you got it just kind of stuck there um with that uh, let me reset our, our picture here we now have at the back of the line where we're going to pick up next, we have Duke over the guy that he just tripped. And I think is about to, you know, coup de gras there. But um, right after that, we've got the mess of the fifth one, uh, just kind of covering the fourth one. And they're down on the ground. The third one is now at his spear pulled out of his hand. It's stuck on the end of uh, uh, Manfred's sword. And after the magic missile went off, the light returns back to the candlelight level and the light spell level. And, um, uh, Pat can see the, the, you know, the, the remnants of the magic missile kind of still crackling around the second one. So for Duke, we look back and now Duke is just standing over the, uh, the goblin number six, the one in the back of the line. What's he doing? Just about to just stab him right through the back of the neck. Done. What's right after that. So you stab him almost like an afterthought. He's down and right up in front of you, you see the rest of that kind of carnage in front of you. And um, remember, it's kind of a close, close quarters. But since, you know, the, we presume the characters are cooperating with each other. Yeah. If you need to hit something, you can kind of sneak by somebody really quick to do it. But you would have so, to. So there's only the third one still still standing just with uh, the, the second one is alive. But it's although on. there's a sword through it, yeah. <laughs> it's not dead yet because, well, it's a zombie. <laughs> the first okay. one died, though. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually throw my throwing knife at the back of the uh of the third one okay nice. let's go with a volley because that's you taking aim and shooting an enemy at range right i need to a shooting a throwing knife but yeah <laughs> uh, so that is roll plus dexterity 13 yeah yeah you just barely hit yes, so close just, yeah just about um, tasty so we won't bother with damage. We just want to know what does it look like when a throwing knife kills a zombie? Um, it goes straight through him. <laughs> Again, like through the back straight. of the neck. Okay, cool. So practically severing the head. Yes. Okay. Or, a, or a, a, at the, the very least, a nearly headless kind of situation. So, yes. He, he's got the, um, gosh, I keep thinking of the old, I think it was a Crest commercial. He got a flip top head. It's like the whole oh, head can God. just flip right back. Um, and that happens and it kind of just flops over to the ground. 
um, because we went to uh, Jay's last or next last time. Uh, do you have something, Eli? Do you want that you already know you want to do, or do you want to see how this plays out? Uh, there is something that I would like to do. Sure, go for it. Um, the throwing knife that just yeah. went through the goblin zombie. Yeah, I would like to retrieve it and hand it back to Duke. <gasps> you dropped this. Oh, sweet. You got Make it. Make it up for earlier. Thank you. <laughs> now, I would say between Pat and Manfred, kind of any cleanup here, anything you guys want to do, there's there's still technically one that's alive, but it poses no threat to you guys. So you, you can just say, I kill it, or whatever you want to do there. But how do you want to handle the, the rest of the scene? You don't deserve to live in that thing's body. Manfred, finish it off, please. I want to burn the pile of. I want to make a pile of bodies outside and burn it like a funeral pyre. Yeah. That one's easy enough. Yeah, because they. I mean, they don't weigh all that much since a lot of the liquid's going from their bodies, and um, they are goblins to begin with. So they're in in this world at least. Goblins reach a maximum of like five and a half feet tall, uh, including some pointy ears. So they're not particularly large. Uh, easy enough. Yeah, you drag them outside. You burn them. Um, just like the others, you don't find anything odd about the bodies. Right? Uh, and if anybody wants to do any more than that, of course, let me know. But just letting you know that the the look of them, um, how they died, what have you, matches like the, the first two ones that you saw outside. So they don't look any real different from that. It definitely looks like zombie army material. They're very uniform without, well, uniforms. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to high five Jay's. Because I've never seen somebody freak out so much and just absolutely destroy a, a complete stone wall <laughs> in seconds. <laughs> and then seconds hurt? later, explode a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Does that like, hurt your hand, by the way? Yes, it does. Because <laughs> and I was gonna say it my mangled hand from you know the stick of explosion and everything. Mm -hmm. He my pinky's still dislocated. <laughs> so like you know, you never snap that one back. It just made me like, ow, my pinky. I'm just I'm just like well, yeah, I this one, sorry, I don't here. Know. and I'll I'll snap it back into place and then I'll bring out my uh water skin of slush. <laughs> yeah. just, just just grab onto this and it'll help with the pain. Yeah, it definitely I have a, will help with the swelling. Yeah. I have a, my character has a newfound respect for Chase because he's that was the craziest <laughs> thing he's ever seen. <laughs> That's I the, am the um, fighter. That that was almost the epitome of what we had talked about earlier. They walk softly and carry a big stick thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Pat, uh, now that that stuff's been burned, or those things have been burned, um, what else is up Pat's sleeve at this time? Uh, well, before the whole collect the bodies and burn them thing, Pat goes in does a little flourish with this press the digitation and it turns into a little you bird thing that. and flies away. You forgot that? No, it's it was already precast, so you know I was still holding on to it. Oh, you all right? All right, yeah, I, I get so, what you're saying now. You're it was just playing using the same illusion. He was right. playing around with it, so it turns into a little bird and then flies and turns into dust. Anyway, then we collect nobody the goblins, burn them. Bird, no, nobody <laughs> at all. And. uh Snape like, tried to eat it. Yeah. Snape, Snape tried to eat it. Yeah, there you go. Snape, do you uh, have have you been here before? Um, it forms into a check mark. Are we going the right way to the necromancer? It bounces as the check mark. <laughs> I thought so. 
All right. If you guys are ready, I'm ready to go further into this hellish landscape. Okay. And I will okay. put shield in front of me, lay my <laughs> extended flail like onto it. Yep. Yeah. And just carefully walk forward. How are you all feeling, the by the way? The chain. I feel fine. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, only a so small let, amount of damage. Let me know if you need anything. Cause... I, I, I walk over to Manfred. I'm like, you're so quiet, buddy. <laughs> you got you to gotta lighten up a little bit. You know, the truth is... is, is the is truth great. is all that matters. The yeah, truth conquers right. all. You That's did not just... true, Manfred. You matter. <laughs> you did just shish kebab. Well, then I am the truth. <laughs> you can you can show some excitement about yes. this. Let's Flying knife strike again. <laughs> let's go get this Thomas. Yes, let's confront Thomas. Hopefully, not too many more waves of these things. The um, the spot where Duke had uh, fisted the wall in order yeah. to burn the trap off. <laughs> um. What, he put his fist in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. What were you thinking? Right to the elbow. Right to <laughs> the shoulder? Jeez. So that spot, now that the trap has been dissolved, you guys notice that that spot now just kind of melds back into the wall, too. So it's now, and now it just looks like regular wall, like it was um, a temporary magical trap. Um, so th that whole thing is gone now. By the time you get the fire going, the goblins defeated. Um, and burned. Uh, the sun is officially set, so it's just about as dark outside as it is inside, so you want to keep the light going. Um, but the tunnel, except for the spot that uh, Jay's beat up, is still it still looks the same. right? So nothing else has changed, just the trap stuff is gone. Hmm. Uh, when you go back in, you can follow further. Um, the the tunnel just gradually starts going down. It takes, uh, let's say maybe 50 feet or so. And that's, that's uh, farther than you had first gotten. Um, then it just starts to gradually go down. You can feel that, you know, where your, your toes have to point down and you're leaning back a little to keep your balance. It's just enough of an incline like that. Uh, and it goes down and you start to feel the uh, convection, the, the warm air, coming up from below so you know you're getting closer towards uh something that 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 is actually more volcano and not just tunnel into the side of the mountain mm -hmm. it does split um as you get almost maybe 100 feet in you've now gone 50 feet kind of straight forward and then 50 feet at a slight incline or decline um then the the tunnel reaches a t-junction and it goes straight right or straight left and at the end of either, it's just, it's darkness at the edge of the light. So you can't see any more than, say, about 30 feet down there. So I kind of tap uh, pot. Pot. Hey, pot. What, yes. does your nose, what does your nose smell? Ooh. Hmm. What does your elf nose smell? Pot. <laughs> so I'll walk about five feet into the left tunnel and take a big whiff with my uh, detect magic. <laughs> And also, Zeb, make sure you keep in mind you still have that one hold for the trap expert. So at any time, you can use one of those questions. I'll let Pot finish his thought, yeah. and then I'll do it. But let's do another uh, cast a spell. Yay! Now, let's be, before, we, before we resolve it, um, 
do you want to go down a specific hallway before casting it? Or are you standing at the intersection and just kind of I started the, I started at the left one and I went about five feet okay. into it just to give her. A, I just a, want to make sure I'm directing it in the a, where it needs to go. A concentrated so on, the, <laughs> on the left side. Um, you definitely using your, your sense of smell, <laughs> you are unable to detect any uh, magic down there. Now I do want to ask too uh, for the cast a spell with a seven, you have to choose one of the, Options what from the unwanted list. attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm hey, you get... have a really nice butt. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why? He thank said, you. He said Chase. unwanted. Ah, I see. Wink. <laughs> Snape. Yeah. The um. Don't look at my Snape without my permission. <laughs> the as as uh Pat <laughs> is gone to that tunnel and start sniffing. Um, on the other side you hear what sounds like a, a skittering uh, other people, not Pat. Pat doesn't uh, notice this. Pat's busy sniffing down the other tunnel. And those that stood kind of at the intersection or even are looking towards the other direction, uh, you hear uh, in the darkness a skittering. Definitely sounding like, you know, think big insect kind of skitter. I, I guess now is a good time for me to... <laughs> see if there's any traps all right um what question this suddenly feels like the... a dangerous place <laughs> yeah this whole area is going to be considered a dangerous area for sure i don't smell anything i'm coming back to you guys um i'm just going to ask if there is a trap here what activates it um it appears that there is a trap and the trap looks like there's a uh, a pressure plate on the floor, and it would release something from above. Above us or above yeah. the uh, well, above the tunnel. So wherever the the that pressure plate is, a little bit, let's call it maybe ten feet down that hall, where you're able to see because of the light, you can see a pressure plate, and that pressure plate looks like it would release, like it would um, release a trap door in the in the roof of. The, the it, it, and that's the same direction that the insect sounds are coming from. Yes. Okay. I'm going to hold everybody back. I'm going to like, wait, 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 wait. And we're going to wait to see. Cause if I can see that tr where the, where the, tr the pressure plate is, then I'm assuming that I'll be able to see uh, when something gets close to it. So you do notice after a few seconds, it sounds now like those, um, the skittering sounds are coming from above the tunnel. Like that might be what's released if that pressure plate is uh, stepped on. What's the matter, Duke? Okay. So then I, I talk to me, Duke. Yeah, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell everybody. Like you see that right there in the middle. Don't step on it. <laughs> what, what if I poke it? Yeah, you can, but like uh, I, I did highly advise against it. Okay. I I suggest that we. Turn the other direction. Where there's definitely no magic. Where there's no smell of magic. Yes. <laughs> what about this way, Pot? Smell down here. How far should I walk? Five feet didn't work the last time. Should I double it? Wherever you keep you away 10. from the pressure plate. <laughs> do you see that pressure plate right before it? <laughs> Whatever you do. 
Here, hold on to one end of the stick so if something happens, I can pull you back. I walk nine feet and 11 inches forward. I'll hold his hand. (laughs) You have such rough bandaged hands, hands, do hams. (laughs) Your hands are real rough. There's the unwanted attention. Yes. And my nickname is Honey Glaze because I got these sticky fingers. Who <laughs> goes? That's not my hand. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, my bad. Let's detect some magic again, Pat. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Cast a spell. Oh, I got to get better at this. Nine. More unwanted Nine. attention. All right. Right now, I can't think of anything more unwanted than the end of the episode dropping on. Oh, we definitely didn't want that. Oh, oh Jesus. Just snuck up on you. Yeah. That's what you get, man. The mandibles However, on the end came at us. That's not what you smelled. <laughs> what you smelled will be revealed in the next episode. Dun, dun, dun. That's cool, though. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of make sure that we had puzzles and traps i actually wanted to see the thief working here but at the same time i also want to make sure like i was mentioning for you randy that you with um ritual you can kind of make up almost anything you want as long as you got a decent idea right uh, and then anybody can come up with any idea so it's all cool first time wizard here so uh usually yeah, don't play spellcasters so i my best. Wall with a ball <laughs> hey, <Pop. Yeah. laughs> anyone want to add anything before we wrap this one up um, I, I will say that I feel like my bonds are resolved. <laughs> you yeah, know, Dan, thank you, one. thank you, Zeb, for that. We are going yeah. to go through the end of session every time, so oh, let yeah. me get to that now. Um, and this is the one that I do all the reading. So when we reach the end of the session, choose one of your bonds that you think might be completely resolved or no longer applicable or otherwise. And this well, is for each person. I'm going to go ahead and say that. The thing I stole has been resolved. <laughs> you know, I would agree with that. Uh, Chris, do you, you agree with that? The whole yep, yep. family heirloom thing that's been resolved now? Okay. Yep. So for Duke, mark one experience for that one. I'm going to break his other hand now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's uh, Manfred's new bond. <laughs> uh, who else? Has, does anybody else have a bond that they feel uh, has been resolved? Yeah, I thought I, the... Uh, for you know, Jay's brave, yeah. uh, brave soul, you know. Oh, really? Learn a lot from him, kind of thing. Because he kind of pushed, even though he like comes off as he's scared, he kept pushed. I'm gonna put stick my hand in there. I'm gonna do this, you know. He kept yeah. on going. <laughs> and we, nobody was ans- asking the real questions. We're trying to learn about it, but what's it gonna do to us? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know, it was very brave of you to just do it. I think is yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and if I've, that works, for, if that works for y'all, then yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I see it. Cool. Uh, I do feel like my original bond with Duke is resolved. Uh, Duke stole the last piece of pie I wanted to buy. <laughs> I will see him suffer for it. We, uh, we definitely I, I, saw Duke suffer a bit. I and with the pie, you rubbed it on his face. He had to rub Ooh. it on his arm. Yeah, I would call that. <laughs> That's an experience there. Let's mark that one off. Dislocated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about Pat? Did Pat have anything, Randy? I don't really think so. I still don't know the secret yet that uh, Manfred is hiding from me quite yet. And I don't think... Forgot about that one. I don't think that Duke has uh, 
chosen to use less than just stealing stuff from people to go and uh, get his way. He hasn't used quite used his words just yet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point, uh, Duke has just relied on theft to get by. So <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, the next one we're going to look at is alignment. Um, the way that your alignment reads, do you feel you did your character did anything that fulfilled what the alignment states you should be doing? Uh, and Eli, yeah. for your benefit, I'll mention um, here, if you think something else would fit better, say you picked, for example, say you pick neutral and it says avoid detection or something like that. And I think that's what we have with the thief, right? Right. But um, say you didn't want that. And for neutral as a thief, you would say, I will steal, but only if I give to somebody else, you know, something that sounds neutral. If you write something like that, we'll, we'll play it for sure. So you don't have to stick with what's there, but if what's there works for you, we'll use that as well. That said, uh, just to clarify again, did anybody feel like they did something that fit their alignment? Yeah, mine was neutral, avoid detection. Yeah, and, and you definitely avoided the detection within the, the tunnel when the zombies passed by. So I, I would, that's an experience. I'm not really quite sure I discovered something about a magical mystery this time around. The wall, mm, I don't really know. Probably not. I didn't really discover facts about everyone else did. I just got rid of it. Partially, I, think I, I would buy that. If we had no other attempt at figuring out what the wall was, then your mat, your detect magic would have been the only thing in that minor fit. But since it was a whole group effort, I, I, I'll agree with what you're saying. Yeah, Chris yeah. and Manfred, no, that, nothing on the alignment. That yeah, it was because of not, right. Say again, Randy. Sorry. That it was not right. That, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going with what you were saying. That it probably okay. wasn't enough to actually go that far. Yep. Okay. Yeah, mine's the deny mercy to a criminal or unbeliever, which I don't... You don't have that. It hasn't like, happened yet. Yeah, You, you were about to. <laughs> I feel like I was just killing goblins. They could be unbelievers, but I didn't deny mercy, right? You know, just, If they you know. were alive, it would actually be different. If they were alive and evil, this would right. definitely be more different because they're now mindless automatons. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they don't have anything to be against. <laughs> they, yeah. just, they just want to kill whoever isn't their master. Okay. Um, then from there, we're going to look at our three questions that we do every time. Um, first one, did we learn something new and important about the world? What do you guys think? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. This was a very... Yeah, I don't know. We kind of already knew that the necromancer was in the volcano and that he had an, an ar army of... By uh, zombie goblins. So I'm going to go yeah. out on the limb here and I'm going to say yes because the new thing that we learned was that Jay's exists. Ah, Jay's didn't exist last last session. But Jay's knew that Jay's <laughs> Jay's learned that we exist. So I mean, I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm to throw a fiat in there of a yes because right. new and important about this world. Eli's character is definitely new to everybody <laughs> and and it's in this world. So I hope I, I hope he's important too. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one might be a little different. Did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? Oh I don't know. Notable? Uh, I don't know. Not notable. No. I'm gonna agree with that. I see had, everyone shaking their head. Had we come across something notable, then I would have uh, gone with the point on alignment because neutral for the fighter is defeat a worthy opponent. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
not obliterate a, a little baby zombie. <laughs> yeah, not not obliterate something that weighs less than forty pounds. Yeah, he just destroyed some zombies. He didn't really, you know, face yeah. a notable enemy. Yeah. Okay. I, I destroyed that zoblin, and I hurt the zoblin <laughs> next to him. <laughs> and the last one is: Did we loot a memorable treasure? Uh, family heirloom. <laughs> we looted Jay. <laughs> they did it's an interesting thought. I I was secured, although I do take umbrage with the idea that I am property. <laughs> and you are a treasure. I, you are a treasure. All right, uh, you're on you the know, ice. We're gonna go with a yes for that because it means an experience point. And I just I think we might have with with Chris. Did you end up uh, getting eight? Yet? Yeah, that, that would be eight. Yep. All right, so Chris is going to be able to do the level up for our next session. And if anyone else got to eight, you'll be able to do the level up as well. And if you didn't, you'll almost definitely get it next time because you're probably at six yeah. or seven. Seven. Six. Yep. So that's going to get us to next time. And, Chris, we might open up with that next time. So when you do the level up, just keep, uh, keep track of what you picked because yeah. we'll probably want to talk about that. So, but in the meantime, that gets us through our end of session, which, again, I want to make sure we cover every time, um, just because I want to be true to the rules that when we when we actually have very few rules to follow, I at least want to pick those and, and make sure we're doing them. So for the end of session, we did that. We'll do that every time. Um, the level up we'll do off air. Chris will do it, and then we'll talk about it when we uh, when we join up again. But for now, we've got our party of four adventures adventurers um now starting to get deeper into the volcano under smoky top and we'll be picking that up next time on adventures from the shed for now though i think we're all gonna say uh bye 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 adios let me see if this is the right button the preceding podcast was brought to you by one joe young you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com Watch Randy prepare, clears his throat, gets ready, and then solo. For those of you who do not know what the song is that I had to do during the ritual, a dee da dee do 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 dee da dee do. I love that. That's from Robin Hood, the cartoon. All right, Bye. it's a hamster dance.